the reason being why this is such an important area to be aware of and why it's important when you're going through these properties as a buyer is G'day and welcome back to the Making It With Miles podcast uh, where we have a chinwag about all things building and construction related as well as the real estate industry through the lens of a building inspector like myself, you wouldn't believe. There is two formats to this podcast. We have The Shed. Uh, the Shed is where we discuss all things building related and real estate. As well as that, we also have a segment called The Journey. The Journey is where we dabble in some personal development things every now and then, which is something I'm passionate about and you just have to deal with. So sucked in. On this episode, we will be discussing all things related to home buyers, my advice for home buyers, things to understand as being a home buyer from my point of view. Okay. Obviously I'm not a real estate agent. I have no idea how to sell homes, uh, but I do know a lot about them as I've gone through them and inspected them for clients. So from this is sort of my perspective of things to understand and look for and be aware of. So let's get straight back into it. Now, number one thing you need to understand as being a buyer is understand your budget and your intentions with the home. All right, there's gonna be a little brief overview, but sometimes I get clients that come into a house with no intention of doing any renovation work. They just wanna buy the house, move into it and happy days. And more or less the house is pretty well fucked and needs a lot of work, has a lot of issues. And it's pretty obvious just by walking into the actual structure itself that it is um, going to need some work, all right? So be very uh, careful of what you're getting into because if you end up buying a property like this, for example, which has happened to a numerous clients uh, before, I've actually told them to not purchase the property and this is very, very rare event because the house needed about $100,000 worth of work and they were already maxed out with the money they could borrow as first home buyers, probably not a good choice. So you really need to understand your budget Understand your intentions with the home because what's going to happen is every property itself is going to have defects. There's going to be something wrong with it most likely and you need to obviously down the track fix those things and look after those things. So understand your uh, budget and your intentions. Next, you need to be aware of some important things. Now, I've put a checklist together. I think episode two or three, uh, it's just a major defects checklist, all right? So in the description here or somewhere, you'll I'll give access to this one-page document. Now, this one-page document is fantastic. It's just a brief overview of all major issues that you can uh, come across on site. So more or less, if you have any of these issues uh, on site in the property itself, you're most likely going to have some major issues. You're most likely have to spend some extra dollar dues and you definitely have to get a professional in to inspect um, the property on your behalf, all right, just to make sure you're not making any poor decisions. Inside that checklist, we're looking at things like wet areas, okay? Wet areas is a very important area you need to look out for to ensure that it is been looked after, for one. It's been maintained. There's no signs of any water leaks, no major concerns like that. So because the reason being why this is such an important area to be aware of and why it's important when you're going through these properties as a buyer is if there's going to be any damage in the wet areas, it's going to be an expensive process to rectify. And if you have any damage in wet areas that does go to, let's say it's under a house, a subfloor, or, or there's some damage pipe under a slab, th this causes some significant issues, uh, footing issues, major concerns, shit you do not want to deal with. All right. So first port of call, you want to make sure all the wet areas are looking tip top. Other than that, you need to be looking at the subfloors. So the little hatch that's around the outside of the house that goes into that dark, horrible spiderweb depth of hell. These areas, again are uh, overlooked 
significantly. That's why when building inspectors go through, you can look through the house itself. The house can be absolutely beautiful, but when you get underneath, it really tells a story of the property itself. So ensuring the subfloors themselves are not full of water, they're not full of mold, um, that you know, you open them up, there's no damp smell that comes through, things like that. There's good ventilation. There is a subfloor. Some some houses the house is just sitting on dirt, you know, things like that, which is a major concern. To fix that is a very big job. As well as that, you want to be looking for excessive movement in the property. So the checklist does have a couple of things in regards to that, but more or less, you'd be looking for excessive cracks around the brickwork. I'm talking more than like the gap itself, two, three millimeters, all right? If you have cracks around the whole entire property and they're all small cracks, you cracks, craps, cracks, you might be also at the start, starting phase of some major movement in the property. So also be aware of that. Cracks on brickwork, cracks in plasterboard, um, and uneven floors, all right? You'll feel the floors sort of dip and dive and things like that, which um, is the sign of excessive movement, okay? Towards the back end of that is poor plumbing, all right? So poor plumbing is what can lead to these excessive movement issues. So if you see some cracks around the brickwork and then you poke your head under the subfloor and have a look underneath the house and realize it's full of water, well, that's going to be a clear indication that the subfloor is got a water leak and the movement that's occurred is obviously due to the water issues that are sitting underneath the property. This is going to be, you know, stumps are going to be sinking. You're going to have maybe rotten timber stumps if that's still a thing, poor ventilation, mold growth, all this sort of shit, which you don't want. All right. So poor plumbing is something that is of major concern. So when you're sort of walking around the house, just look at the structure itself, right? If you can see some dodgy plumbing and some poor workmanship, you know, you can sort of suspect that there may be some issues with some plumbing, like might be a shitty lean-to pergola or there's some downpipes which is hanging on for dear life or there's something that don't even connect to the house. Things like that is sort of things you need to be looking for. And obviously inside the subfloor, any water pooling and then around the property itself, if the pathways or the sort of the natural soil itself, the natural ground level just runs and sits next to the house, things like that where the water catches sits against the property that's an issue as well it's a drainage issue that needs to be rectified so things like that these are all the important things as a buyer when you're looking through your property you need to understand now if your intentions are to knock down the house and rebuild you don't give two shits if your intentions is to do bathroom renovations to that property in particular well you don't care if the bathroom's leaking if your intentions are to, I don't know, add a pergola on the back or redo all the plumbing work anyway, well, it's not really an issue if it's already damaged, okay? So it's just things to be mindful about and, and sort of have a comparison in, into what you're actually intentions are going to be, all right? Um, areas that are, you know, not really important that, you know, shouldn't really be a big deal breaker in regards to going through and looking at homes is small plaster cracks, having a dirty house, the paintings and the floor coverings, all right? These are superficial items, which mean fuck all, okay? They're maintenance items at the, at, at the best. And in reality, they're not really what the structure is all about, all right? So this is more dependent on people that are looking for a bit of a cheaper alternative uh, for a property. Now, don't stress too much if the house, you know, does look a bit dirty, could use a paint job. I come across so many properties that uh, look like shit, but the bones of the structure are fantastic. The infrastructure, it's functional, everything works, it's fine. It's actually not a bad buy, all right? So some people are like, oh, cool, we, all we're going to do is painting some carpets and maybe fix up a bit of plastering bits and pieces and the house is good as new. And I'm like, that's exactly right, crack on. Now, when you're going through these properties, uh, be mindful to check the services to ensure they are working as they should. So your heating and cooling, your exhaust fans, your ovens, things like that. Now, you might not get that opportunity if you're going through a bit of a walkthrough uh, or a private inspection maybe of the property. Make sure contractually that if you sign up to purchase this property that all services are working 
as they should. Okay, the reason being is because inspectors, when you engage an inspector, it's not really part of the uh, building inspector's scope to check out services and things like that. So ideally from what I've had many clients do is they just contractually make it part of the purchase process. So they're all sweet. So if they move in and something's fucked, it doesn't work. Uh, well, they just go, hang on a minute. Contractually, you said it should work. So fix it and move on. Something else to consider is when you're walking through properties is all homes have defects. All right, this is a fucking super important one because people don't understand. They go into these properties, even some people think that a house that's 30 years old has no issues. And what I see a lot of is, you know, the older generation look after the property a lot more than sort of younger generation, I, I believe. People need to get into the habit of maintaining and looking after their properties. Uh, so just be mindful when you're looking through any property, it doesn't matter what the age of the property is. It can be two years old, it can be 200 years old it will definitely have defects um, be aware of it be mindful of it so when you do get a building inspector through you don't freak out all right the conversation you'll have with them which i recommend having a conversation not just reading a blank report but the conversation you have with them is that they're going to say the same shit they're going to say yeah mate every every house has defects if you didn't have defects it'd be a unicorn and i must admit i think out of the 900 houses i've done i reckon i've maybe had five that were absolutely perfect like i couldn't couldn't fault it bugger all you know what i mean so be mindful of that now, if you've got no experience in building and construction, you know nothing about houses at all, I would highly recommend you engage a building inspector to do a pre-purchase building uh, report on the property, building and timber pest. It's always good to do both. Um, if you actually do have experience in the pro in, in the industry itself, you're a chippy or you just know what you're looking for in regards to property, you've got a good scope of what's going on, I would just recommend save your dollary dues. Tell the agent, I want an hour and a half on site to go through everything, roof cavity, in through the house, get me torch, get a moisture meter if you possibly can. Check out the outside of the house, subfloor, just give it the whole once over and just do it on your own accord, all right? Because if you are experienced enough in construction, you can pretty well do the job of building inspection. You understand what the defects are, okay? Now, if you have no clue, as said before, get a building inspector on site. Now, the important part about that is make sure that they know what they're talking about. Ideally, if they're a registered builder, they fucking definitely know what they're talking about because it's very hard to get your builder's license. Um, and most contracts these days state that you do need a registered building practitioner to pick up a major defect to exit the contract, okay? So they've actually, the REIV here in Victoria changed the default of the contract itself and has included that from the building and timber pest clause, it needs to be a major building defect and it needs to be picked up by a registered building practitioner. Now, they're not, they're not common. Registered building practitioners aren't everywhere, okay? They're usually just building houses, they're not inspecting homes. So. Just be mindful, ideally you want someone that's a registered building practitioner uh, because if there is a major defect and you've got to get out of the contract, you just give them the report, it's done by a registered builder, crack on. If it's not, then you're going to be paying another inspector to come out, pick up the exact same issue, who is a registered builder, to exit the contract because as we know, uh, conveyances, lawyers just love to um, do their job and what that means is they're going to be sticking to their guns and the wording is the wording and that is how you have to execute it. As well as that, it also goes for termites. So if there's a termite infestation, it needs to be picked up by a licensed pest controller, okay? It's not anybody. It's got to be a licensed pest controller. So again, finding these people are difficult. Um, that's why these people do it professionally and that's all they do. So me personally, I'm a registered building practitioner and a licensed pest controller to tick all the boxes so everyone's all sweet. So if I do pick up anything, there's no... Uh, wasting people's time and money, which is uh, bullshit. Now, check out episode 15 and 16, okay? So in that, you'll have uh, just some 
more in-depth details about what's involved in a building inspection and what is involved in a timber pest inspection. Okay, it talks about the reports, the things that we don't look for, all that sort of stuff. So if you're curious on that, have a geese there because uh, there's a, you know, a lot of value, which is fantastic. Now, other advice I would highly recommend for home buyers is speak with all the local agents in the area you're looking to purchase and have them work for you. Now, one thing I've really come across when I speak to these real estate agents is that, you know, it's like one, you just go to one agent and you think that one agent will find you a house off market and then you just sit on REA or domain and you look for the property and then you go there and you buy it, all sort of stuff. The amount of opportunities that I see real estate agents have as it comes across their desk before it even gets put on the market is unbelievable. I would highly recommend you go to every single agency in your local area, speak to whoever the top gun is in that in that agency and have them on call, tell them exactly what you want, tell them what your budget is, tell them don't fucking waste me time with any other shit. This is what I want and then have them work for you. Because what's going to happen is they any lead for them is, is gold. So if you can get in front of them in that sense, they'll be able to just throw properties at your left, right and center and you'll have a good, you'll have the whole, you know, local area working for you rather than you sitting on your phone and just, you know, hoping a, hoping a property pops up that you, that you really like, all right? When it comes down to signing your contract of sale and you're engaged, you know, you've, they've accepted the dollar dues and everyone's happy and you're going to sign the contract, just make sure that it clearly states that it's a major building defect, okay? So back in the day, like six months ago, it used to be in the REIV contracts, it used to be uh, to exit a contract based on the building report. It had to be a major structural defect. A major structural defect, excuse me, is uh, a rarity, okay? We don't come across them very often. For it to be major structural is hard. It's difficult, all right? Now, major defect is a lot different, right? You can have a leaking shower, it's a major defect, like you need it fixed to use the shower, okay? But it's not a structural issue, right? The timber frame will stand for a millennia and it might not even be a structural wall behind it. It's just fine. It's not even an issue. So it's things like that you want to get clear in your contract of sale. If possible, maybe you can do the inspection through the cooling off period, okay? So you might get, um, let's say your inspector goes in, they, picks up a, they pick up a lot of defects but no major major building defects and you might realize you're fucked up and then there's too much work and too much, too much minor items and then you can exit the contract just based on the cooling off period. Once you're satisfied and all the professionals around you, your conveyancer, the real estate agent, and your building inspector, mortgage brokers, all that, and everyone's comfortable and everyone's all cool and satisfied with what you're doing and all the needs are met, crack on, you're done, all right? You've got yourself in the best position you could be in, you've mitigated as much risk as possible, and you haven't wasted time looking at uh, pieces of shit and spending time on pieces of shit houses because you've realized that, hang on a minute, uh, I had this checklist, I can see that there's massive cracks and there's massive water leaks and you know what, we just want to move into a house that has no work done. How about we just go on to the next one instead of just putting offers in, getting a building inspector out, pay $650, he comes out, tells you it's fucked, you go, oh fuck, exit the contract, start again. You know what I mean? So if you uh, follow these steps, I highly recommend it's probably going to make your life a little bit easier. And if you have any feedback, let us know. If you have any questions, please head to Spotify. That's where the Q&A section is. That's where I pick up the questions and answer them. And uh, have a lovely day. I will see you on the next one. Uh, please like, subscribe, share all those good things to anyone that you find this could be in need of. And um, take it sleazy. I'm out. Hey, Root.